Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for March 22nd, 2022. And so on this podcast, I get to bring the word of God to you on a daily basis. I thank God for you. I thank God for this calling, for this ministry, for this assignment. And as I'm teaching you the word of God, we're learning, we're growing, we're developing, we're becoming the men, the women that God has called us to be for such a time as this. Listen, I've been doing this. This is year number 25. And for a long time, like the first 20 years or so, I never took a break. I even did today's word on vacation. I just never like, you know, even my kids knew like anywhere we were, I I did this from Iraq, from Bosnia, from Kuwait. Didn't matter where we were, uh, where I was or where we were as a family, I always did today's word. A few years ago, I started asking God to allow me to, you know, to have releases when I was doing different things so I could focus on those things. And it also gave me an opportunity to take a break from time to time. And really kind of for me to be renewed and, and restored and revived. So this week, is that before I get into the word, I need you to know that this week, tomorrow morning, Isabella and I are going to the Dominican Republic. We're going to see the kids that we have there. I'm excited about seeing our, our students. We're going to see the school, you know, check some things, look at the construction project for the church. And, uh, you know, we're just excited about that. So because of that, um, obviously tomorrow morning, I wasn't going to share today's word, but I probably could have on Thursday and Friday. I prayed about it. Uh, the Lord gave me a release. I, I, this is it. So this is the last message for this week. I'm really going to be focused on the Dominican Republic for the rest of the week, and then I'll come back on Monday. So uh, so pray for me. Pray for us as we go. Uh, for those of you that are partners with us, we thank God for you. We, we pray God's blessings over you. We pray for our partners all the time. You are partakers with us in ministry. Uh, if you want to watch something while I'm gone, then in the podcast, if you get the email version, I provided a link. But in the podcast, just go to any podcast reader and, and t- type Rick Pino, the Rick Pino podcast. We have over 2,500 episodes in the podcast, and they're all for free. So you can watch some of that or go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pino. And then uh, those videos are there. If you want the written form, go to todaysword.org. And I, we have thousands on todaysword.org. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of messages. So just go go there. There's a search button and you know check that out. And so you'll have something that you can look at in the morning for your daily devotional while we're gone. And then lastly, if you do want to partner with us from a ministry perspective, go to ripministries.org and click on the donate button. So all of that said, now I'm ready to release the word for you this morning. Thank you in advance for praying with Isabella and I as we go. We thank God for you. Now I need you to open up your heart to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. We've been looking at the life of Jesus. We've been gleaning life lessons from the life of Jesus. This is part 50. The title of today's message is God is still God. I'm, I, I kind of got stuck here. I didn't mean to be on this life lessons from the life of Jesus this long. It's just that we, we're now not that far away from Resurrection Sunday morning, and the Lord told me to just kind of keep flowing in this vein for a while, uh, and then pretty soon we'll get through it, and then I can go ahead and teach on these other things that I said I was going to teach on. And so we do need when God, you know, we're praying and we're, and we're, we're preparing for, for what God is revealing. When God reveals those things, then we got to plan now. Then we got to like, you know, okay, now he revealed something to me. What do I need to do to prepare for what God revealed? 
We're going to teach on that. Then waiting and discerning God's timing. Then executing, you know, launching out in faith and measuring progress. Then faith and patience, adding patience to our faith. And then finally receiving a harvest when it's time to receive that harvest. So we'll go through all of those things this year. I hope that you're ready for it. I'm excited about this year. I never really know what I'm going to teach every morning because, you know, I just get up and I say whatever God tells me to say. So uh, uh, a few messages ago, we looked at John chapter 19 and verse 30. And this morning, I'm led to go back to it, but I'm going to add Luke 23 and 46. The title of today's message is God is still God. No matter what you're facing this morning, I want you to know that God is still God. Let's talk about it. John 19 and 30, Luke 23 and 46. So John 19 and 30 says, when Jesus had therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. John, uh, Luke 23 and 46, the Bible says, and when Jesus had cried, with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. So let's talk about it. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning on this Tuesday morning. Open up your heart to receive. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, Jesus's death was pre-planned. It was pre-ordained. Jesus made seven statements from the cross. Several of those statements fulfill prophecy. And we've already been looking at all kinds of prophecy. And I've, I've been showing you how he fulfilled, this happened to fulfill this prophecy. That happened to fulfill this prophecy. So Jesus, even on the cross, making the seven last statements on the cross, he was fulfilling prophecy. This is just another reminder that Jesus's death was pre-planned. It was intentional. It was completely purposeful. Why? Because our God is sovereign. Uh, he knows all, listen, God knows your thoughts before you think them. He knows your actions before you take them. God knows your words before you speak them. God knows the end from the beginning. And Isaiah 46 and 10 says that God calls the end from the beginning. God calls those things which be not as though they were. He calls the end from the beginning. So Jesus went to the cross and while Jesus was on the cross speaking, God was still reigning and God was still moving pieces around the chessboard of Jesus's life. So by the time we get to the text of, of this morning, John 19 and 30, Jesus had already made five statements on the cross. And the sixth statement was, it is finished. Last Friday, we dealt with that. We dealt with it is finished. If you didn't watch that message, you should go back and check it out. Man, that message was good. Jesus said, it is finished. This is the sixth statement out of seven. And God is so much a God of order. Listen, I want you to know that God is so amazing, that, that God is so much a God of order that, that you can, if you're looking for it, the Holy Spirit will show you the order of God, the sovereignty of God, the hand of God in all of these things, in anything that's happening to you. So Jesus made seven statements on the cross. Number six was, it is finished. If you go back to the beginning in, in the in the creation account, uh, God, you know, in the beginning uh, was God. <laughs> and, you know, so, so there you go. In the beginning was God. This is Genesis 1 and 1. Darkness covered the face of the deep. The spirit of God hovered over the uh, the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he saw the light and it was good. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And so God didn't even create the sun, the moon, and the stars until the third day. So there was light with, with no sun for three days just because God said it. Anyway, let me, let me keep going. God created man on the sixth day. God created man on the sixth day. And when he created man on the sixth day, he was finished. On the seventh day, he rested. Think about that. So the creation account was six days. On the sixth day, boom, he was finished 
on the seventh day, he rested. What am I talking about? I thought you were talking about the cross. Yeah, I'm still talking about the cross. On the sixth statement, Jesus said, it is finished. On the seventh statement, he rested. He entered into God's rest. He said, Father, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. I want you to think about that. Even in that, there's order, there's structure, there's the hand of God, there's the sovereignty of God. This is preordained. This was pre-planned from the foundations of the world in the creation account. And also on the cross, you see the hand of God moving. Going back to Isaiah 46 and 10 for a minute. Isaiah 46 and 10 says that our God declares the end from the beginning. He calls the end from the beginning. Our God is a God that can look at your right now stage and he's not going to speak the right now stage. He's not going to speak what he sees because if you just speak what you see, you're never going to change what you see. He, he calls those things which be not as though they were. So we serve a God that will look at your right now stage and he will open up his mouth and call your to be stage from your right now stage. He, he will call the end from the beginning. And so if that's true, I'm talking about the cross today. Jesus is on the cross. Well, we should be able to find something about the cross way back in the beginning. Yes, we can. If you go to Genesis chapter three, in Genesis chapter three, Adam sinned. And when Adam sinned, God sentenced, he, he, God executed as a righteous judge. He sentenced the man, the woman, and the serpent. I don't have time to deal with the man and the woman, but you should read that. He sentenced the man. He sentenced the woman. He sentenced the serpent. Now, when he sentenced the serpent, this is Genesis 3 and 15. What did he say? He said to the serpent in Genesis 3, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he, the seed of the woman, shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And so the seed that the father was talking about in Genesis chapter three, that seed is Jesus. So to be clear, Jesus is the seed of the woman. And so, so on the cross, it is true, going back to Genesis 3 and 15, that Satan bruised Jesus's heel because he's under his feet, but Jesus bruised his head. The cross was a minor blow for Jesus when you look at the context of eternity, but the cross was a major blow for Satan because he didn't even realize what was going on. He thought he was winning, but he was actually losing. Here's the point. The point that I'm making here is that God is such a sovereign God. God is still God. God is so amazing that in Genesis chapter three, he was talking about John 19. He was talking about Luke 23. In Genesis chapter three, at the beginning, he was already saying, Adam, you sinned. I already had a plan. I already knew you were going to sin. I don't have to wait till Friday to know what you're going to do on Friday. So I, this thing is preordained, is pre-planned, is pre-set up. I already got it. And so I already put things in motion. This thing was divinely orchestrated. Now I already have my son ready to go. And so you did this and now my son is going to do that. And from Genesis 3, he called John 19. And so I'm saying to you, no matter what you're going through this morning, that you be like, oh my God, you may think this is the end. It's not the end. This is not the end of you. You may think that like this is the biggest thing that you're facing. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Listen, stop. Your life was preordained, pre-planned. You're not a mistake. You need to slow down. God is moving pieces around the chessboard of your life. So you don't have to freak out. God is still 
on you and in you and with you and for you. God is still God. Nothing has changed. This is when, when people were freaking out over COVID. I was telling y'all, hey, God is still God. Calm down. Like COVID is coming and COVID is going to go. Like, you know, COVID will pass. This too shall pass. There's going to be a day where we be, our kids don't even know about COVID. Well, we just talk about it in the history books. I'm saying these things come and they seem like the biggest thing in the world in that moment. But listen, God is the one. He's still orchestrating things. And even when these things happen, you got to know that you're not a mistake, that you were pre-planned, that you were pre-ordained, that God is still God, that he will never leave you, that he will never forsake you, that he's still on you. And guess what? Greater is coming for you. I'm telling you, this is how we live with that expectation of manifestation. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, number two, I have three things. Number two, no one took Jesus's life. I want to be clear about this because when, when the movie, um, the passion of the Christ came out, there were so many people in the United States that were talking about, Oh, you know, we're so mad at the Jews. The, the Jews killed Jesus. We're so mad at the Jews. The Jews killed. What are you talking about? Nobody killed Jesus. Nobody, nobody took Jesus's life. Jesus gave up his life. Nobody could have taken Jesus's life. So to be clear, uh, uh, no one had the power to take, to take Jesus's life. Jesus willingly gave up his life. He gave it up for me and he gave it up for you until the very end, until the final crime, Jesus had the power to destroy everyone that wanted to destroy him. Jesus had the power to call down. He could have snapped his fingers and, and a whole legion of angels would have wiped everyone out, but he restrained himself and he endured the death of the cross. He endured a horrible death. Why? For my sin and for your sin. So when Jesus was on the cross, he was facing death. And through the whole process, he knew God is still God. Through the whole process, he knew my father still sits on the circle of the earth. Through the whole process, he knew that my father still has power. The fact that I'm going through this doesn't mean that my father doesn't love me. The fact that I'm going through this doesn't mean that my father's turned his back on me. The fact that I'm going through this doesn't mean that my father's not with me. Listen, I need to encourage you the next time you're going through a challenge that God still loves you. He's still, he's still there. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. He would never do it. You are in his hands and no one can pluck you out. The fact that you're facing a challenge or trouble or tribulation or, or problems does not lessen the power of God or the love of God towards you in any way. Let me say that again. Let me slow down for the people in the back. The fact that you're facing something doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. The fact that you're facing something doesn't mean that God has lessened his power in any way or his love towards you in any way. As a matter of fact, it should motivate you to want to tap into that power, to tap into that love. God's grace is available to you. And so what you do is you use your faith to tap into God's grace so that you can be empowered to endure and overcome anything. Anything you have to face on the road to your destiny, on the path to your purpose, you have the grace to face it and to overcome it. Say amen to that. Now, no one could have done anything to Jesus if the Father did not allow it. And I can say the same for you. Other than the fact that, you know, you gotta, you, you, you will reap what you sow. But when it comes to the enemy, if, if, if this thing is happening, remember, I've already explained to you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So if the weapon looks like it's prospering, then it's not against you. Then what looks like is against you is actually for you. So, so you got to just look at Jesus. He was on the cross. The hand of God was still on him. He was on the cross. He was still loved by the Father. He was on the cross, but he was going through something. Why? Because it was ordained 
for him to go through it. So I want you to know that God loves you with an unconditional love. God, God has protected you from many things, and he has protected you for your divine assignment. But if you're going through something, then listen, there's purpose in whatever God permits. If you're going through something, then what is happening to you is actually happening for you. In the end, the cross worked out for Jesus. In the end, we get to preach the cross now everywhere. So in the end, this thing is going to work out for your good too. The attacks of the enemy, God can use those attacks and turn them around for your good. You will triumph. You will overcome. You will get through this. Why? Because God is still God. That's my message for you this morning. I need you to know that that God still loves you. His hand is on you. And I need you to rest in that. Enter into God's rest. Jesus on the cross loved God and trusted God enough to enter into God's rest. That's how it was. The highest form of faith is rest. We got to learn how to rest in God's promises, not freaking out. Learn how to rest. Amen. All right. Number three, last one for today. The devil lost the day that Jesus gave up the ghost. The day that Jesus gave up the ghost was the day that Satan lost forever. The, the, the devil thought he was destroying Jesus but he actually was helping Jesus. He was ushering Jesus to the ultimate victory. When the first drop of blood hit the ground, it sealed Satan's fate forever. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, had the princes of this world known what they were doing, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Oh my God, had they known what they were doing, they would have never done it. Now, they thought they were winning, but while they were doing it, they was like, oh, we got him now. He's going to the cross. Oh, we got him now. He's nailed to the cross. Oh, we got him now. Look at him now. Oh, we got, he's about to die. He, we got him now. He gave up the ghost. And then they was like, yes. And what, they didn't even know that they were falling into a trap. They, they, this was, listen, had they known what they were doing, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They thought they were winning. They were actually losing. And this dirty devil, he makes the same mistake in your life all the time. He thinks he's winning. He's attacking you. And then God keeps turning those things around for your good. It's like if the devil knew any better, he would leave you alone. The more he messes with you, the stronger you get by the grace of God. Jesus went down into hell during those three nights and three days, and he took the keys of the kingdom back. He snatched the keys from Satan and hell and the grave. And he ascended with all power after the resurrection. When he resurrected, he says, he said, now all power has been given unto me on heaven and in earth and under the earth. All power. Why? Because he went down. He went, he endured the cross and, and the move that Satan was like, oh, I got him now. God turned it around and God used that for his good. Like Joseph, Jesus could say, the devil meant it for evil, but God turned it around for my good. So here's my point for you today. If the devil was smarter, he would leave you alone. No matter what you're facing this morning, you have to remember that God is still God. He's still on the throne. He still has all power. He still loves you. He loves you unconditionally. Knowing this, that you can overcome because you know that Jesus already overcame. Many Christians succumb to the power of negative stress or, or they buckle under distressing anxiety. And, and, and a lot of times it happens because they think that God is not there. They think, watch this, let me, let me, I want you to look at me for a minute. A lot of Christians battle negative stress, buckle under distressing anxiety, even delve into depression because some way, somehow, they've allowed Satan to convince them that God is no longer with them. 
that God no, long, no longer loves them. And, and, and as they're facing a challenge, that they have to face it alone. And so when they feel like now they have to face it alone, they buckle. And unfortunately, there are Christians that even commit suicide. Even pastors commit suicide because somehow they've allowed Satan to convince them that God no longer loves them, that he no longer cares about them, that he's no longer with them. And all of that is a lie. It's a lie from Satan. You got to get a hold of yourself. If that's you this morning, if you're battling negative stress or distressing anxiety or thoughts of suicide, I bind the hand of the enemy. Get a hold of yourself, son. Get a hold of yourself, daughter. God still loves you. He's still with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will never turn his back on you. Now, you may have to endure things. You may have to endure things like Jesus endured things, but you can endure it knowing that God is on you, in you, with you, and for you. And so Jesus calmly gave up the ghost. Jesus calmly gave up the ghost because he knew that he was surrendering for, in, into God's hands for God's purposes. You got to graduate to that level. I've told you many times about rest. If you're going to work and stress, then God will rest and wait till you get tired. But if you learn how to enter into God's rest, then God will work in your life. And, and so Jesus entered into God's rest with that seventh statement. You got to learn how to just enter into God's rest. Now, when you get to that level of trust, I trust God enough to, even in the middle of everything that's crazy that's going on in my life, I'm going to enter into God's rest. When you enter into God's rest like that, and you embrace the grace to overcome, you frustrate the hell out of Satan. I wasn't cursing. I'm just telling you. Now, you frustrate. I'm telling you, Satan will be frustrated. Satan will be frustrated at that point because he he's like, he's throwing everything at you and you're still resting. He's throwing everything at you and you're still at peace. You still have love. You still have joy. You are resting while God is working. You are resting while God is working. You're not stressing out. So God, because if you do all the work and, and your own power, your own ability, your own strength, then, then God will stand by and wait till you get tired. But no, you learn how to rest and God is working. You're yielded to God in all things. The devil lost the day he messed with Jesus and he will lose when he messes with you. Just as long as you learn how to rest, how to enter into God's rest. Now, if you try to face these things on your own, I'm going to be honest with you. You will fail because at the end of the day, your humanity is not enough. But if you learn how to enter into God's rest, you will win. You will overcome because God's grace is always enough. And God's grace is only made perfect in your weakness. And so God is not going to compete with you. If you want to do everything yourself, go ahead. And whenever you get tired, stressed out, God will be waiting on you. But if you learn how to just say, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge God up front. I am not good enough in and of myself. My humanity is not enough, but God's grace is always enough. I'm going to enter into God's rest. I'm going to live the grace life. And so, so I'm empowered by God's grace to do. I'm not stressing out. I'm not trying to make nothing happen. I know that everything is already set up for me. I know that everything is already stored up for me. I know, I know that God has called Isabella and I to do so many different things. And people say, well, how do you do it? Well, I do it by not doing it. I do it by making sure that I'm not the one that's doing it. Because if I try to do everything myself, I'm going to get my body will break down. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get good sleep. I'm not going to get sufficient rest. But if I know that, God, I can't do all this stuff, but I'm down for whatever. If you want me to do it, then you live through me and I yield to him. Then I'm able to do more than I could ever do without him. I'm able to get more done. I'm able to get up early, go to sleep late. If that's what God wants me to do, I get sleep. And when I go to sleep, my sleep is sweet. My body's restored and rejuvenated. God renews my youth like the eagles. Why? Because I'm not stressing. I'm entering into God's rest. 
Jesus entered into God's rest even on the cross. So if, if he did it on the cross, you could do it no matter what you're facing. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for Jesus. <laughs> I thank you for Jesus today and every day. I will never cease to give you praise for what Jesus did for me. Jesus endured the pain of the cross and he did it for me. Jesus took my place on Calvary. I now take his place in the world. Jesus never stopped, neither will I. No matter what I face, I know that you're still God and you still have a purpose for me. So I become the Jesus that people can see, hear, and touch in the earth. I pray for the sick. I encourage the discouraged. I lift up the downtrodden. I bind the power of the enemy. I honor Jesus's sacrifice today by becoming a conduit of his love and his light on this planet. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Nothing can stop me because nothing can stop you. I will never allow an obstacle, challenge, or roadblock to stop me or to cause me to quit. I will never buckle under the power of distressing anxiety. I continually enter into your rest every day, and I embrace your grace. Jesus kept going until the very end. He only died because he was done. I live the same way, and this is how I know. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, then please go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, you get all my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org and click on the subscribe button. There's a big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Leave me some comments in the chat right now. If this message was a blessing to you, I read those comments. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. As a reminder, I, the next message will be on Monday. I have over 2,500 messages online for free. Check those out. I love you. God loves you more. Pray for us. I'll be posting stuff on social media uh, so you get updates. I love you. Have an amazing day, an amazing rest of the week. I'll see you on Monday and that I'll be able to give you an update on how the trip went. So have an amazing day. We love you. We thank God for you. God bless you. Oh,